Good morning, good morning. This is Eshen Brenda Shoshana with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And I've been every day dewdrop, a little dewdrop. This is only coming from my own personal practice and experience. As I've said many times, um, I, I don't want to mislead anyone. I don't want to be set as any kind of authority. Actually, in, in my experience of Zen, it's about each one of us taking the authority or taking, not the authority, but taking the experience of our own lives and living from our own intuition, our own knowingness, our own love, our own kindness. There are many, 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 many theories about Zen and many, many, many wonderful teachings, certainly wonderful, profound, incredible teachings. And I honor them all, or almost all of them. <laughs> I've, 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 I've drenched myself in them over the years, and they've been great aids to me. So this is not about putting anything down or putting anything up. In fact, the title of the talk today is there is no failure. There is no failure. There is no success either. One of the things that I really learned in the early days of practice, everybody wants to do it right. That's a very deep human need. I want to do it right. Am I sitting right? Am I breathing right? Am I walking right? Oh my God, on and on. And judging ourselves, correcting ourselves correcting others, it's an endless process. And it's a, and in a sense, it comes from a very good heart, a good wish that we want to do it in a way that's productive, that's correct, right mindfulness, right meditation. That's one of the deep principles of the Buddha. So, so that impulse comes from a very good place. However, from my personal experience only, it's a very dangerous impulse because we're constantly, constantly separating what's right, what's wrong, am I good, am I bad? Do I make the grade, am I failing the grade? It's a continuing refrain, not only on the cushion, but in our lives, in our relationships. And that itself can just rip away, take away the great joy and fun and treasure of life. That's my perception of the matter. That attitude, it, it, it's counterproductive in many cases. And one of the things I remember, I used to give uh, introductory workshops and so forth at the Zendo, and I would say, people would say, well, am I sitting right? Am I do-? And, and all of that's important to know the form for sure. But the truth is, once you sit on the cushion and start to practice, you, you really can't do anything wrong. You can't do, you're not doing anything, you're sitting. And whatever comes up into your consciousness has to come up. And it leaves when it leaves. And you watch it. You're given the instruction. Don't chase after thoughts. Don't cling to them. Don't under, try to understand them. Let them come like floating, floating clouds in the sky. Let them come and let them just float off again. That's the, one of the basic instructions. But nevertheless, despite that instruction, 
well, I, I thought this, I did, what should I do? This It's a constant lack of confidence in our own process, in our own being, in what we're doing. It, it's always a second guessing ourselves. So when we sit, whatever comes is perfect. It has to come up. It comes up. We see it. Maybe we hate it. Maybe we love it. Maybe we start crying during a sitting. Maybe we want to laugh. Maybe we're filled with love. Whatever comes up, and then it leaves. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm filled with love. How wonderful I am. What a great sitting. Not necessarily. It's just for those moments you were filled with love. Doesn't mean you're the greatest person in the world. Doesn't mean you're the worst person in the world. Or for some other moments you're filled with sorrow or you're filled with anger. It's just coming up. It's our process. It's our consciousness coming to be seen, to be known, and to be let. And it, and then it, it leaves. We don't let go. It goes. You know, there's this sense that we are doing everything. I'm having a good sitting here. There's no such thing as a bad sitting. Every sitting is just perfect. It's just what it's, it is. And the way we understand it is perfect for that moment in time, in our evolution. So I would always say you can't do anything wrong during a sitting. Now, sometimes people will, one of the instructions is don't move. Whatever you do, don't move until the bell rings. That's a very important part of zazen. You know, it's very good going back to these very simple, original directions. Sit down. Keep your back, your spine straight. Keep your eyes open and look down. They were given a, a cross your legs, a hand position, a mudra for our hands. And, and then just don't move until the bell rings. Whatever comes up, if you want to scratch an itch, don't scratch it. Just feel the itch. Whatever comes, don't move. And why do we get that instruction, don't move? It's because usually whatever comes, we're moving. We want to fix it. We want to change it. We want to adjust our position so we can be comfortable, happy. Then we feel, ah, that was a lovely, good moment. I'm comfortable. I'm happy for the moment. But Sazen practice is not like that because transitory happiness or, or comfort is not what we're sitting for. That's not the purpose. We're sitting to be present for everything. And when we don't move, we're allowing ourselves to actually see it, not fix it, but see it, know it, experience it. And then we're watching what's going on. And we see that often it just will leave all by itself. It will, the same experience may come up again many times. It may not. Each time it might be a bit different. But whatever it is... By not moving, we are allowing ourselves to be available to whatever it is that arises and whatever it is that departs and to observe and to actually at some point even enjoy this flow of life that we are, I'm not going to say we're part of, but that we are, this flow of life that we are. So you can't do anything really wrong during a sitting, nothing to judge yourself for. If you have a confused, painful sitting, okay, that was perfect for them. That's okay. We're not judging ourselves for what comes up. We're just observing it, being with it, 
But the other, the, the upside of that is you can't do anything right either. Can't do anything wrong on the cushion, can't do anything right because you're not the one doing anything. You're just sitting there. So it, this, this, this way of thinking, it eliminates this practice, it eliminates this very piercing ego or part of us that always wants to be right, wants to succeed. I want to succeed, 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 and I refuse to fail, fail, fail. And we spend much of our life, especially at the end of the year, people say, I'm thinking of the new year, I don't want to fail, I want to succeed. And they recounting all their failures, where things went wrong, not where they went right, whatever it is, this is a process we go through. And so many people are so disheartened these days particularly feeling, oh my goodness, things have fallen apart. My goals haven't been realized. Uh, My life is a failure. I've heard this over and over and over again from so many people. And so there's another way to look at the flow of endless circumstances, events, changes that occur, which we do experience as loss, of course. We experience it that way. In, in, in Zazen, nothing is denied, nothing is brushed over. We're not paint putting, we're not putting icing on a burnt cake to make it taste good or look good. We're just being with the very fundamental root of our experience. And then as we do that, out of nowhere, wonderful insights will come about the whole thing. Oh my goodness, oh wow. We'll get a huge insight that might shift everything about the way we perceive and receive life. Or we may get little ones or whatever, however it works for each person. There's no reason to set up one big standard because each one is different. And if we set a standard, again, the mind will say, well, I failed at that. I didn't meet that standard. I didn't get a great enlightenment. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. You know, we can use many, many, many things in the world to beat ourselves up and to label ourselves failures and whatever else. The mind, the mad mind, as somebody said I was talking about, likes to do that. There is a mind in us, a part of us, of a response system in us that's really looking to knock us down a lot. So it's... Just to see that, let's be with that when it appears, but don't believe it. That's what happens when you sit a lot. You don't so much believe it. You don't go along with it. I can't. This is just part of the huge flow of life, including that part which wants to judge me as a failure or as a success. Circumstances change. Spring becomes or spring becomes summer. Summer becomes fall. The days get shorter. They get cooler. Winter comes. It's cold. Many, many, many inevitable changes. We're not going to say, oh, the spring failed. It turned into summer. The balmy days are warm now. No, we we, we, we don't say that. And in the same way, as the year begins to draw to a close... And many of us set up resolutions. Oh, I'm going to be this next year. I'm going to be that. I'm going to gain this. I'm going to do that. Then maybe I'll be able to accept myself or value myself or to be able to feel my time here was worthwhile. I succeeded. That's part of that 
dichotomy, success, failure, failure, success, dichotomy that pierces so many of us. I'm not going to say just let it go because it's impossible. You know, people say, well, just let it go. You hear that all the time. Well, that's, it's really impossible because it comes up on its own. It has its own momentum. It has its own existence. It's not that we can let it go, but we can watch it. We can welcome it. We can be present for it and not pretend it's not happening. It's happening. Experience it and keep experiencing it. And when you do that, the impact of it really, really lessens, lessens, and it becomes less and less real by itself when we're just relating in that way with it. It becomes less and less determining our life. And, and sometimes it really just vanishes. And then it might pop up again, but it's not important what that stream is doing, what the weather is changing. We see it now. We're holding it differently. We know what it is. It can't really knock us off our cushion the way it used to. Sometimes we would get just knocked off the cushion, knocked out of the practice because of these strong, I failed, I'm wrong, I'm bad. I didn't do it right. Not, not, not only the cushion, but we get knocked out of our relationships. We get knocked out of life itself. Somebody, a beautiful person who writes me back and forth with this podcast, he, he was writing how he, about Dogen's teaching and the one bright pearl. And it was a beautiful, beautiful email, which I, I very much am grateful for. And, and, and it's as if he found that one bright pearl. This man has been practicing a very long time. And it was very beautiful the way it all came to him. And he was trying to understand it, something about it and where it fit. And I was dwelling upon what he was saying in the email. And it came to me to say that the one bright pearl <laughs> is, is our life itself. It's bright. It's a pearl. It's a, a jewel, a treasure. And to live it, to be it. To, to flow with it without right, wrong, good, bad, hating it. this one, hating ourselves, hating others, judging that. Then it can be a one big, then everybody is together, one, one. It's one big bright pearl. Wow. That's another way to think of that beautiful image. Very beautiful. And... It's a little dangerous to set up images for everyone. It, that's the way it came to him like that, but a little bit with a little different understanding. But it comes to each of us differently. And we mustn't compare our own practice, our own insights, our own understanding to anyone else's. Because when we begin comparing, we think, oh, I failed, I failed. Mine's not as good as that one, or like so forth and so on. Don't do that. Although many practices push for that. I say don't do that. Just, just, just completely, completely, completely relish and accept whatever it is that comes to you. Honor it. Be with it. And inevitably, it will by itself flow into your relationships, into your days, into your nights. 
But it's dangerous in my mind to put away goal points. You'll, first you'll get this, you'll get that, you won't. Like a carrot to run after. Very dangerous. We don't want to encourage that feeling of failure. We want to just see it for what it is and realize we can never fail in this life. Never. Because we are life. And we, as the more we can live it and be it, the more full we'll be and complete. So I, w- I just wanted to offer that to everyone before the holidays and wish you a beautiful, beautiful holiday season as we're approaching the end of the year. And uh, thank you very, very much for listening. It's an honor to share a few words with you, too. Take good care. Be well. Bye. And by the way, the URL is zenwisdomtoday.com. And my email, if you want to write, is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you.